testing. Not Rod's fault, my fault. Apparently you have to turn this thing on before you get up here. Morning everyone. It's my pleasure this morning. Aren't the kids fantastic? And teachers and helpers, you've done an outstanding job in teaching these young lives. I saw some talent up here again this morning. Last year I saw a guitarist and a drummer. This year I saw some potential preachers and certainly some people with great moves, some dancing. So you guys are certainly progressing well. I want to tell you a story this morning. I want to tell you three stories this morning. Um, And at the end, if you can remember these three things... I may not have enough for everybody, but we'll see how we go. You could come, yeah, go to your teachers and I'll give you a prize, all right? <laughs> Is that all right? If they don't have any, I'm sure I've got a box of chocolate somewhere, but there's probably only enough in it for about 20 of you or something. Anyway, the story I want to tell you is about Nicodemus, John Todd, and me. story I want to tell you this morning, three stories, Nicodemus... John Todd and me. What are the three points? Nicodemus, John Todd, and me. Not, m- <laughs> not and you, and me. So it's, it's you. I used to do this professionally. I used to teach kids, but I seem to have lost the art. <clears throat> Nicodemus, you probably know the story, many of you might know the story of Nicodemus. He was a man who was a religious leader and um, one night, it was night time, he came to speak to Jesus, the person we've been singing about. Some of the words of those songs are just fantastic. And he came to talk to Jesus because he had a question. He used to work in the temple and this particular night he would have been waiting. Someone told him where Jesus was staying in Jerusalem. And he was waiting, I think, near that house, and he was waiting for the sun to go down. And he could see the silhouette, I'm sure, of the huge temple, because he used to work there. And every day, he was there this morning, he would be there tomorrow morning, and he would talk to other people in the temple, other Pharisees, other religious leaders, and he would ask, ask them questions. They would talk about God all day. They would talk to people about God. They would try to discover, what do we need to do to please God? What do we need to do to obey God? And they would try to solve puzzles like, Is it okay for us to do up our shoes on the Sabbath? What does God want us to do with our parents? What about tithing? And all other sorts of questions. But he had one big question, and nearly Jesus to answer it. So he came at night, and he came at night so no one would see him. Because the people he worked with, they wouldn't understand, and they wouldn't like him going. Anyway, Nicodemus came at night to the house where Jesus was staying. I imagine he knocked on the door. Servant would have opened the door. As Nicodemus walked in in his really nice clothes, the house was full of fishermen, disciples, and apostles, and Jesus, and lots of other people. There'd been lots of talking, and when Nicodemus walked in, I could imagine the room going very quiet. What's he doing here? And Jesus, being who Jesus is, looked at Nicodemus, and I'm pretty sure motioned him and invited him in and showed where to sit. Come and sit next to him. And he did. Nicodemus went up to Jesus and started very politely. Uh, Jesus, uh, we know that you're someone whom God has sent to us. All of the signs and miracles you do, God would have to be with you. They're a sign that we should listen to you. And I got a question. 
And Jesus, being Jesus, knows what the question is already. So he just simply says to Nicodemus, you need to be born again. And the question that Jesus is answering is, how do I get to go to heaven? How do I get entrance into the kingdom of God? What do I have to do to be right with God? And Jesus tells him, you need to be born again which doesn't make sense, and he has a conversation with Jesus. And at the end of this conversation, Jesus says this very famous verse. I wonder how many of you know it. This is the very first verse that I ever learnt when I became a Christian. And I was older than most of you. I was 17 years of age when I became a Christian. And this is the very first verse that I learnt. It goes like this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16 contains these significant truths, that God loves, for God so loved the world, he loves. That he gave, he gives. God loves and God gives. But we have to do something, so that whoever believes, we believe. And if we believe, then we live. The verse actually says that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have eternal life. Some people perish and some people will live. And it's all made a difference by that choice, that believing. You need to believe. You need to believe in Jesus. And to believe means to trust him, to rely on him, to accept him, to ask him to forgive you and to you to receive him as your Lord and Saviour, to believe. Nicodemus. John Todd. John Todd was a young boy, as young as some of you are, whose mum and dad both died when he was a little boy and he had some brothers and sisters. And back in those days, this is 200 years ago, back in the 1800s, not the 1900s, but the century before that, the 1800s, older than your grandparents, older than your great older than my grandparents. 200 years ago, John Todd. Because his parents died, he's now an orphan. And back in those days, uh, they would divide the family up, that some children would go live with this relative or this person would go live with that relative or neighbours would take the kids in or whatever. And John Todd's auntie, who lived a few hours away, she decided that she would take him, that she would look after him and raise him. And she sent her servant, his name was Caesar, pretty cool name, sent Caesar to go collect him. So Caesar rode the horse, went and collected young John Todd. When he got there, John got on the back of the horse and held on to Caesar, and he rode back to the auntie's house. On the way, John Todd had some questions. John Todd said, will she be there when I get there? Yep, she's waiting for you. Will I be living with her? Yep, she's prepared a room for you already and she's waiting for you. Will she like me? Will she love me? Yep, she's got a very big heart and she's kind and she's good. You've fallen into good hands. Will she be up when I get there? Yep, she'll be up. In fact, she's got a candle burning in the window and when you get there, you will see that for yourself. As soon as we get through these woods, you'll see it. And sure enough, a little while later, they come through all of the bush and the trees and the woods and they approach the house, and as they get close to the house, he can see the candle in the window, and in the doorway, he can see his aunt standing there. He gets off the horse, 
He walks up to her. She bends down. She hugs him. She kisses him. And she says, welcome home. What's his name? John Todd. John Todd grew up in that house. His auntie raised him. He went to school. He went to university. He got a nice career. Then he went to seminary. He became a pastor. And he moved and he went away and he was pastoring a church somewhere. And many years later, she wrote him a letter. She wrote lots of letters, but this one particularly, she wrote a letter to him in which she indicated to John that she was not well, that her health was failing, and in fact that she didn't have much time to live and she wanted him to know. He wrote back to her these words. This is his letter. My dear aunt, years ago I left a house of death not knowing where I was to go. His parents had died. Whether anyone would care for me, whether it would end, uh, whether it was the end for me. The the ride was long, but the servant encouraged me. What was the um, servant's name? Finally, I arrived to your embrace in a new home. I was expected, I felt safe, you did all that for me. Then he concludes, now it's your turn to go. I'm writing to let you know that someone is waiting up for you. Your room is ready. The light is on, the door is open, and you're expected. He's writing, of course, about Jesus, preparing a room for us. And if we believe in him, then we're expected and he's waiting. And one day he'll take us to be with him. Nicodemus, John Todd, and me. You, me, each of us. You can put your name in there. We don't get to choose many things in life. We don't get to choose who your parents are. You don't get to choose where you'll be born. You don't get to choose whether you'll have brothers and sisters. You don't get to choose how tall you'll be. You don't get to choose the colour of your hair. You don't get to choose if you'll keep your hair. (laughs) You don't get to choose the colour of your eyes. You don't get to choose your intelligence. You don't get to choose your talents. There are many things you don't get a choice on. It's given to you. God made you that way. But on the most important thing, you get to choose. On the most important thing, you get to choose to believe or to not believe, to live or to perish. The choice is yours. Make the right choice and there'll be a light on and a room prepared and someone waiting for you. But you have to believe. I'm going to pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, when Jesus was here, he loved all people, but he especially loved kids, loved children, loved boys and girls. And he wanted your people to particularly look after them. And Lord, we try, are trying to do that as a church and as families. We pray for each of our children, for each of our grandchildren, for the children in our community and neighbourhoods. God, be merciful to them. Help them to know, love and serve Jesus. Help them to believe, help them to obey and help them to grow a little bit, day by day, in his ways. Lord, You love the world and therefore you love us. You gave your son for us and now you invite us to believe and to receive that we might live. Lord, we want to live. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen.
Hello everyone, my name is Liana.